Welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. Well, last week, you remember, we talked a little bit about church planting, and I told you that uh, hopefully I was going to have someone from uh, our church on today and uh, talk a little bit about just the personal experience that we had in starting Crossview Church. And so I have done just that. I am joined today by Hans Bauman. Hans, welcome to Crossview Radio. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. So good to have you here. And Hans, you were uh, part of the church plant here at Crossview Church from really the very beginning, in fact, before I even got here. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that today because you have a little bit more experience in terms of uh, the the very beginning genesis of it, how it kind of got off the ground. And uh, I think it was really, what was it, a year, year and a half after yeah. you guys started mm-hmm. that uh, that we came on yeah. board. So. Yeah, well, uh, again, thanks for having me, John. I um, really started when I uh, came back here, uh, my wife and I got ma- when we were married, uh, lived in Greenville for about six months. Mm-hmm. Came back to the area uh, to Wayne County where I have been born and raised for all of my life, and we came back and really uh, didn't have a good church to go to. Uh, we went up to Cleveland. We drove uh, every week to a place up there. It was about an hour and fifteen minute drive, wow. and uh, really just had a passion for this area. We visited a bunch of churches in the area, and uh, became very clear uh, that there was something that we wanted to see in a church and was missing in churches. And really the, the, the thing that we really uh, were, were hungering for was a church that was gospel-oriented mm. in uh, expositional preaching mm. and even in worship. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that, it, you know, I, the songs would elevate Jesus Christ, the preaching would uh, be from the Bible, elevating Jesus Christ, not just a moral message. Yeah. Uh, and we just noticed that was missing. So uh, really had a burden for the area. We were involved in a small church plant um, when we initially moved, and that uh, fell through. Um, and that was in Wadsworth. That was that in right? Wadsworth, yeah. yes. That was in Wadsworth. So after that one fell through, we just kind of really floated. It was kind of a... My wife and I talk about it. It, it was kind of a little bit like our, our spiritual pilgrimage, as it were. <laughs> we felt a little homeless. <laughs> Um, when you drive for very long distance to a church, it's hard to be involved and hard to be part of that yeah. body. Um, but uh, through that church, um, they uh, s- there was an older gentleman who has was instrumental in starting uh, several churches and, and doing some mm-hmm. revitalization works. He started meeting with us and uh, met in our living room. There was a good core group of uh, probably five or six families, I believe, mm-hmm. that were starting to meet. We would meet every Wednesday night in our home. And, uh, you know, in the initial stages, it was kind of like uh, just a, a Bible study. Um, yeah. Didn't know where it was going to go, um, but, uh, you know, now here we are. So, <laughs> it, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of times where it's like, what is going to happen with this, you know? Yeah. Um, why, why? So here's one of the questions that I get asked um, sometimes, and I, I, I kind of have my answer to the question, but even going back to, to 
the very beginning. And you kind of alluded to this a little bit, but maybe just expand on it a little bit. You know, one of the questions that I get is, why another church? Um, you know, there's not, um, I mean, there, there are churches in the area, um, and uh, you, you can find other churches. Why is it that there was a need to even start this process of planning another church? Yeah, that's a good question. I That's a question that I wrestle with, to be honest with you. Yeah. Why another church when there are so many churches? And Orville itself is homed, house, houses a lot of churches. I, I want to say that we're close to, what is it, almost 20? Probably somewhere around in that, that area. Vicinity, yeah. Um, one of the reasons why, um, just another, another church, uh, we, we had a desire and a passion to see local churches in mm-hmm. an area that was, like I said, gospel focused and gospel centered. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? I know we hear that a lot. What is gospel focused, gospel centered, Christocentric in our preaching is mm-hmm. a, as a word we used quite a bit. Um, even in our, our pursuit of a pastor, that was mm-hmm. one of our major things. Like when we had you come and when you were candidating, uh, one of the major things, I mean, there was a lot of things we were looking for, but one of the mm-hmm. major things was how you divide the word. Even right. in the Old Testament, uh, I think we gave you an Old Testament passage to preach mm-hmm. and a New Testament passage to preach. And I'm not sure if you were aware, but the biggest <laughs> thing we were looking for is, does he take us to Christ yeah. here? And being that central focus of the Old Testament really points us to Christ, mm-hmm. really points us to the need for a Savior, a perfect Savior. So you were testing me. We were testing you, yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's good. That's so good. that was the that was the motive behind that. And just uh, from this sheer fact of visiting... Now, we didn't visit every church in the area. We mm-hmm. visited quite a few, but we didn't visit everyone. I, I just visited the ones that I knew... Um, might be in the same, uh, potentially same vein as the thinking that I was headed, um, but just saw that that was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a certain aspect where, yes, it's another church, but there is a desire to expand and to encourage yeah. other churches. Sure. Um, I don't think Crossview was not started as a corner on the truth. Yeah. Uh, Crossview, in its name, uh, itself, the name alone is really yeah. to help people see who Jesus Christ is yeah. and what the cross means Absolutely. for us. Um, so even in that, uh, mm-hmm. there's a, a distinct focus as another church, yeah. and even with the potential to help other churches in our area. Sure. And Orville just yeah. happens to be centrally located. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and just to, to reiterate that what you just said a minute ago. Um, you know, we, we don't have the corner on truth. Uh, we are full of people who are sinners, and we yeah. <laughs> we, we don't get everything right all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so the, um, the drive to plant a church uh, is not a drive to say, well, we're the only ones who know how to do this. Um, but at the same time, I think, in, and we could really, I think, even go national in this, there is a tendency, um, uh, temptation, I think, in churches to... Uh, veer away from the, the centrality of the Word of God, yes. and that's one of the reasons, and I think I actually did this in a podcast recently on expository preaching, mm-hmm. um, but we're in te- there's an intentionality behind that because God knows what we need better than we know what we need, and so we don't want to come and hear, you know, John Marino's opinions, because who cares about those? Those will be gone, right. you know, a year right. from now. <laughs> right. We want to hear, we want to hear God's Word. 
Yes, and that um, was the when we visited churches. That was the one um, discouraging hmm. factor to a lot of the churches we went to, yeah. is the morality that was preached yeah. without the foundation of the work yeah. and, and person of Jesus Christ yeah. and who God is. Tell so. me a little bit, Hans, um, again, just from your perspective, um, you know, we came, our, our family came in uh, February of 2015. We chartered Crossy Church in October of 15, and so we're actually coming up on our official three-year anniversary. Uh, we've been here for a little longer than that, three and a half years or so. Um, but uh, official charter is is uh, um, in October here coming up. Um, and I can go back and look at, you know, ups and downs and mm-hmm. encouraged, discouraged. I think that's in any kind of ministry. <clears throat> but what were some of the things, I mean, were you ever uh, finding yourself just, man, I don't know if this is going to go. I don't know if this is going to work out. I, and yeah. t- tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, when we first started meeting, um there was initial, I know from the group, there was an initial excitement of what is the Lord going to do from this? Yeah. And when you start out in any, um, any, I think any endeavor, whether it's a business endeavor, whether it's a relationship, uh, there's that initial excitement of what's going to happen? Where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was that initial excitement of where is this going to take us? Where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. And as we started going, um, it was... I can't remember, John. I believe it was like a year's time where we were meeting Wednesday nights through the winter time. I mean, to be honest, it was a slog. I mean, it was a... <laughs> there was times where it was just like, oh, it's another time to meet. Yeah. And there was discouragement of like, our, you know, we've already seen one failure happen before. Yeah. What is going to happen? Where mm-hmm. is the Lord leading? And so uh, it was easy to be discouraged on the outset um, after we got the initial... Uh, excitement buzz kind of tapered off. Um, but one of the, the major encouragements uh, was a uh, gift uh, that we received mm-hmm. through um, um, a college who donated uh, funds for our church plant. Mm-hmm. And they had told us a number, and that number the offering was taken, and that number actually doubled yeah. what they initially told us. Yeah. And when we received that, when we received that offering, it was, it was there was a sense of okay, mm-hmm. this is what the Lord wants. We yeah. had no control over the outcome of that. Yeah, I mean, it was out of our hands. When that came in, I think there was a general consensus from the group. Yeah, all right, this is what the Lord wants. Mm-hmm. And then through that process. Um, we had um, uh, actually we only had one other candidate come through, and it just the, the nature of our ministry and and who this person was it just didn't work out. Um, but uh, you were the second one that came, mm-hmm. and there was immediately when you preached through the word, we saw how you related with us as people and the, your family, and uh, right away. And uh, so I think the two high points from the church plant. Um, were the the offering that really validated, hey, this is what the Lord mm-hmm. wants. And then uh, secondly, when you came, I think church planning, the one thing that I saw from the failure was the need for uh, a local leader who's involved, yeah. the pastor. The faster that we got, you know, the quicker we could get a pastor involved, mm-hmm. the, it just... 
it turns yeah. uh, everyone to basically head the direction that we need to go. <laughs> yeah. I look back on uh, those those early days, and sometimes I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. because <laughs> you know, I put my I put my I mean, the the moment you guys. Um, I think I was a phone call, I think, in uh, January of 15, mm-hmm. uh, right at the tail end of January, and you guys said, you know, we'd like you to come up. And I, like, that day I put my two weeks notice in. <laughs> I, we had no place to stay. Uh, we didn't know where we were going to go. Um, I had no idea how we were going to have an income or anything like that. And, you know, from a, from a human perspective, you look at that and say, yeah, how foolish can you get? Yeah. And yet at the same time, uh, I look back and I feel like that was a time, I think in our church, but I know in my own life that just solidified my confidence by experience in God's sovereignty yes. and his sufficiency. Because every single place uh, that I asked for, I can't remember how many places I asked, but, but I asked... Uh, you know, for financial support, those all fell through. And the yes. only places that actually started supporting us financially are the ones that we never asked to begin with. Yes. And so it was like, yes. including the, the example you cited a minute mm-hmm. ago. And it was just like God was bringing all those things uh, into place. I remember I, I talked to Palmetto Baptist Church, our ascending church, and I, I mentioned on a Wednesday night what we were going to do. And right after the service, someone came up and he had almost that day had housing arrangements for us in Worcester. Mm. He had to make a phone call and uh, had a relative that lived in Worcester. And we basically, all of these pieces just fell right into place uh, without, we didn't do anything. Yeah. We we did nothing. Yeah. And God did it all. And I think that to me is the testimony, not only of scripture, uh, um, not only of you know even salvation, but our own experience of God has just done it all yeah. from beginning to end, and that's been uh, an, an encouragement to me. Um, yeah, and I think God's sovereignty is what has sustained us through the challenging times as well as mm-hmm. the good times. I don't know yeah. about yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the thing when you talk about God's sovereignty. Um, God's sovereignty in a church plant, I, I, I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now after mm-hmm. being involved in a church yeah. plant. Um, and it's not that you can't appreciate God's sovereignty being in a church that's established for years mm-hmm. and years and years, but one of the things, you don't know uh, what the next step is. Yeah. I mean, even simply uh, remembering back, these are good memories, but remembering back to trying to come up with a name for our church. <laughs> I mean, the hours we spent on yeah. what is the name? What's the name yeah. going to be? And one of the church members just threw it out, and we were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's the one." And it, and that's just little things. Yeah. And I think to go to go back to that, th- some of the fondest memories that I have of our church plant are those are those nights. Yeah. Um. So, for, and for those of you who who who, who don't know about that, we, we it was. You have to correct me. I remember here. I, I think it was a couple of months, maybe even longer, where yeah. we were meeting at your house on yep. Wednesday nights, and we were wrestling through philosophy of ministry. We were wrestling yep. through theology. We were, we were, and I feel like there were really two big things that that helped me with. Number one, I think it helped us as a church plant to say, "Who are we? Yes. This is who we are." Yes. And I think it also helped us to know, um, help us to get to know each other personally. Like there was, 
there was a camaraderie and a unity, I think, that was created yes. in the, the long hours of wrestling. And we were wrestling for hours on some of those things. I yeah. mean, we were going into the night. Yeah. And there was a unity that I think was developed in there. And then I would just commend that to any uh, church planter mm-hmm. out there is, um, you know, you've got to know your people. You've got to be able to have a unity and a camaraderie. And I think there's a little... And, I view, and well, there was about 15, I think, mm-hmm. when we first came, 15 yeah. people. I view that as really a church planning team. It wasn't like we, yes. you know, said, all right, who's on the team? Are you? Are you? It, yes. But it just kind of, and it, I felt um, a kind of safety in that yeah. personally as a pastor. And I think when you church plant, that is a really, yeah. when you have a group of people, like 15 people, even 10 people, and yeah. just say, 10 of them are from the area, that is a huge starting point. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you're trying to go cold turkey into an area, I just, that would be really tough yeah. to do. And I mean, hats off to guys who do that. But when you have a, an initial group that's looking, yep. that's where it's really starts yeah. from. I remember, uh, I think, I think it was, it was the first Wednesday night, I think I was, I was here. And um, we were doing, uh, taking some prayer requests. And, I figuratively speaking, my, my jaw was kind of on the floor because I started asking for prayer requests and and everyone was was in the trenches hmm. yes. in terms of the gospel. It was pray for this coworker because they're coming over to my house tomorrow night and we're gonna share the gospel with them. Pray for this relative because we're engaged in a gospel conversation. Mm-hmm. And not to minimize, you know, Hey, my knee hurts or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I mean, uh, physical things about are that too, John. Come on, <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. And I don't don't walk away from this. Anyone saying John, um, those are important, yes. but it's not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And I've found a lot of times that tends to be the primary. Pray, for, pray for my. You know, I stubbed my toe today, and my aunt's cat. You know, got run over and whatever. <laughs> Um, but I was I was genuinely refreshed when it was the 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 core of the church right there at the very beginning was knew what was important yeah and and knew what and I can't begin to express how how important that was <clears throat> to me as a church planter to be able to say wow there is a unity there's a camaraderie there is a a, a oneness of spirit here. And it gave me a comfort, even in the times when, you know, I would be out of town. Um, I, I went, we went through a difficult time when my dad passed away that yeah. first year. I mean, yeah. it was, we came in February and that was in, um, that was May yes. of that year. And we were gone for like two weeks uh, mm-hmm. back with, with family and stuff. And just the encouragement that you guys were to me yeah. and the encouragement of knowing that things were running uh, and heresy wasn't being taught and those kind of things. It was just... Yeah. Well, you don't know about the heresy. What what was that? You don't know about the heresy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, So I need to go back and uh, listen to some of those sermons and stuff. (laughs) That was before we had recording technology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted wanted to just put... Yeah. Go for... uh, Just add some things there, what you had said. I think one of the things that, even in those little things, like how God provided a pastor, that was right... You know, he provided the funds before you came. Mm-hmm. He provided you as the pastor, uh, providing a building like very shortly after you came yeah. to meet at a very reasonable rate, yeah. um, so that we could grow and expand our ministry. I, I think 
One of the things that, and I said this before, um, one of the things that just has overwhelmed me is God's building of our church. Yeah. Um, I'm also involved in a small business, and I'm overwhelmed with the aspect of no matter how hard I work, God is the one who builds. Yes. Even in my yeah. work, in my church, um, there is a certain aspect where I, I fool myself into thinking mm-hmm. sometimes that... I need to do this. I need to say this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I can, in that, um, there's a subtlety in that um, we need to we need to cooperate with what God is doing. But in reality, that's all we're doing. We're really just allowing the Lord mm-hmm. to to lead and do this, do it, build His church, and we are just playing a tiny role in it. Yeah. So even in that that realm, I think that has been one of the biggest encouragements to me. And there's there can be a danger in that, um, and you and I talked about this. We've talked about this several times before. But when you plant a church, mm-hmm. even even in a small business setting, when you have those things, there's a protection that comes in. Yeah, a possessiveness. Possessiveness. Yeah. This is mine. Yeah, I own this. I started this. Mm-hmm. And right there, <laughs> exactly right there. That's where the train goes off the tracks. Yeah. When I say I started this, yeah, becomes yeah. mine. Yeah, and I have to realize. That this church is God's church. Mm-hmm. I'm just an instrument that God yeah. has been able to use in spite of me. Yes. Uh, we talk about a gospel focus. That is, at the core is a focus on Christ that says, I want to be used by God so much in spite of who I am. Yeah. Uh, a dirty, rotten sinner, a, a unclean. In and of myself, no good thing comes from me. Yeah. And that's what God does. He builds His church. Yeah. He builds it no matter who's involved. And I think even though I, I can sometimes struggle with uh, this possessiveness of, ah, oh, this is mine and I want to protect yeah. it. It's like my child. I have to realize it's all in God's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, there is a healthiness there, I, th- I think, too. I want to be careful to backpedal. There is a healthiness of, of protecting it from heresy like we've mm-hmm. talked about. Um, but understanding yeah. God is sovereign is so crucial. That's and that's a freeing concept as well. Oh yes, um, there is, and and you know we we need to be intentional. We need to be um, planning. We need to be strategic. We need to be all those things. Um, but sometimes I wonder if we have exchanged the biblical model of Christ will build His church with the secular model of I'm just going to. Yeah. I'm going to be successful yeah. in what I do. And I think there's just a, a healthy caution there in in submitting it to God. You know, it's, I mean, God's sovereignty is, uh, I think, is, as someone has said before, it's really a theology of sleep. How can I sleep at yeah. night knowing yeah. that all these things, you know, are not certain or whatever? God's sovereign. He's in control. Yeah. He's got it. He's got it covered. Yeah. And I think that's freeing in a in a church plant. I mean, any situation, yeah. But even um, particularly in a church plant situation, because God's yeah. He's in control, and I don't have to to fret myself thinking yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. So. And I think one other thing too that I just wanted to to mention, you know, the Lord has called us, and um, and and really there was no dramatic calling. No. I think just in the way the state and where we're at in in mm-hmm. life and. It, we were just part of a church plant. It wasn't something we were out there like, oh, we got to plant this church. We got to do this. Mm-hmm. That was never yeah. like um, we saw the need and yeah. the Lord just filled in the gaps 
and made it happen. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to exude this idea that um, you're not spiritual unless you're church planting. Yeah. I think, I think, and even I've mentioned that as a church planting group, we have seen God sovereignly work mm-hmm. in in a great way. Yeah. Um, but I think even in a, an established church, you still can see God work in His sovereign way. Yes. Um, and I don't want to minimize those types of things. I think there, there's a certain coolness in church yeah. planning or church re- revitalization, but there is something mm-hmm. about a church that's been established and that's faithful. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I, um, I just want to encourage those people too. I mean, yeah. it's not... God is not more sovereign in church planning than he yeah. is in regular... God is God. You know, I I remember there was a short period of time when I was at college that I thought, if I want to be really spiritual, I've got to go to the <laughs> hardest place possible. <laughs> I mean, find on the map the uh, worst, yeah. you know, most persecuted country what was in the CT world. was stud that said, I've got to have my house next to the gates of hell or something like that. <laughs> so you moved to Orville. What does so that I'm... say? <laughs> uh, but God, I think... Help me. Um, I, I mean, th- is this not the whole testament of scripture? It's not yeah. based on our own merit before God. God sovereignly places people in different places, and some people He places in hard, hard places. Some people He places in places that are not quite as as difficult. Yeah. Um, and yet, our gaze should be on God, not on yeah. our circumstances, whatever it is. Rejoice in His sovereignty, um, and uh, and and trust in Him. So, yep. Know. Yep, I think just to sum it all up, there's a consistency in our faithfulness in trusting in God's sovereignty. Yeah. I think if you were to just sum it down, no matter whether you're at an established church or not, there's yeah. going to be hard times. Um, you're going to go through times where there's um, disunity in church. Yeah. There's going to be times where you're going to have to do some things as a church body that are unpopular yeah. and hard. In church planning, there's uncomfortable times. I mean, there's times where you have to deal with difficult people, uh, difficult situations, Mm -hmm. and if you're consistently faithful in resting, I think that's the key, resting in who God is and what God is doing. Uh, You can, like you said, you'll sleep at night. (laughs) What what would you tell the person who's... If you could tell if you could tell Hans Bauman in what, 2013, 14, whatever it was, you know, day number one, uh, you know, Bible study doing a church plant. What would you go back and tell yourself? Or to say it another way, what would you tell the person who's in that situation today, who's at the very beginning of this, they're starting a Bible study, they don't know uh, if this is going to take off, if it's not going to take off, what's going to happen? How do you encourage that person? Um, I think the biggest thing is, like, I mean, just, I can't get away from it, but going back to who God is mm-hmm. in His character. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be, like I said, those hard times. Um, there's going to be incredibly, uh, incredibly high moments. Um, yeah, there's this uh, in a there's a little like meme that somebody sent me recently, and it, it relates to business. But it's it's basically like you have these times of like when you're in a small business, you have these incredible highs and yeah. incredible lows. Mm-hmm. And church planning is very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are cut out for that. Um, me as a person, that's just who I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. like the roller coaster. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but what is important is 
understanding I don't have a corner on the truth. Yeah. We're not starting a church because we have a corner on truth. And by the way, let me just interrupt you there. That's and I know you're not saying this, but for the Zayar audience, we're you're not saying truth is unimportant. Correct. At all. Correct. We're not saying just take your pick of the smorgasbord. Correct. At all. Um otherwise, what reason would there be to, to ever plant a church again? Yes. You know, there there is we value truth and we value exposing God's word. We value those things. Yes. Um we're just acknowledging that we're not the only ones yes. who are yes. who are doing that. And I think even with that, um, you know, more or less continuing the answer, but I think the even in from failing, like being part of a failed church plant in the beginning, mm-hmm. sometimes God doesn't want that to take place, and he'll clearly shut those doors. Yeah. How I respond to God's leadership is is you know really important. Yeah. Whether God wants this church to go forward or not. Uh, sometimes I think humanly we can force things that are good yeah. things. Um, but, I mean, I, I just I can't get away from God's sovereign leadership, yeah. whether it's in establishing churches, whether it's even just like yeah. giving an obvious no in the yeah. church plant. Um, his leadership is always good. Yeah, It sometimes is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's always good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Good. Hans, this was a fun conversation. Yeah, for sure, man. Why is this the first time that I'm I don't know, dude. Not- <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> because um, I'm not an expert on anything. Honestly, I'm not an expert on church planning either. <laughs> Just, uh, you could tell stories, so that's I, Yes, I could tell lots of stories. <laughs> uh, terrible No, jokes. appreciate your ministry, Hans. Uh, you've, I know, filled in for me before preaching, and it's always been encouragement to, to have you. So we're going to have to do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure, uh, man. We'll have to figure out what we're going to talk about and, uh, and sure. do that, so... But yeah, man. Well, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me today, Hans. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Oroville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Oroville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at Crossview.